It was hated. Reviled when it came out. And that's one of the reasons why I've tried to like it and actually managed to achieve that early on. What we're talking about here, or it could be one of many, many um, albums, films, books, people. I like to try and rehabilitate. You know, I'm on my white charger here trying to help. And this time, it's a maybe this time. It's a Black Sabbath's album. Can you guess? The one that people really hate. No, no, no. Not Never Say Die, although that's, that is my favourite Sabbath album. This one is forbidden. Now, there are several reasons why people hate it. One of the reasons being that popular at the time producer Ernie C, who was part of Body Count, produced this album. And what you've got are... Um, it's a bit thinner. You know, it saw Neil Murray and... Um, was it Neil Murray coming back? And um, Cozy Powell on the drums, but he must have been seething. Because what you don't get is that big sense of a backline. Um, you know, a monolithic feel. Quite a lot of this has a sharpness to it, and the drums do suffer in that way. I cannot say they don't. Now... Another reason why it's forgotten is because very quickly afterwards, the original Black Sabbath reformed. And also one of the other reasons why it's forgotten is because it's during that period when Sabbath were generally forgotten. And if you look at the at the albums like Headless Cross and Cross Purposes and TYR, Tear, um, there's some really good stuff in there. But it gets forgotten. And I think that's a real shame because people don't like it. Um, you know, all music's Bradley Turriano Tur- Tur- gave the, the album one of the half stars. Boring songs, awful production, uninspired performances. This is easily avoidable for all the most enthusiastic fan. I'm not a greatly enthusiastic fan about Black Sabbath, but I am about certain Black Sabbath albums and that's one of them. Tony Martin, who was vocalist here he said in 2011 well forbidden is I want to say crap but it's actually not and it's not it really isn't now they wanted to I suppose it was a really bold step to say okay let's bring Ice-T in and see what he can do because body count were big at that time and you know let's see what he can do so you know wanted to see if he could work his his magic Um, but you know there are great tracks here. I think the first track of The Illusion of Power and that great chorus, The Illusion of Power, is... Now, I'll talk about the, the chorus in a minute and the way they sound like somebody else who used to be in Black Sabbath. More of that in a minute. It could have been one of their biggest tracks. It's not imbued with enough backline power to really push that. It's such a shame. There's a short ice tea rap, which I like, but that... Demonic Riff doesn't have enough girth. It's as if Beelzebub's been on a diet. You know, I'm counting the calories. Mr. Beelzebub, you should be bigger. Where's the belly? Well, you know, I, I, I'm going to the gym. And I've just done 40 minutes on the cross trainer. That sort of thing. But it is a good song. Get a grip. Carries on. Accessible riff. Simple, really likeable chorus. Maybe that's why people don't like this so much. Because it does sound quite commercial. 
a guitar breaks out and, and could cut you. It's really spiky, but Guilty as House has like a riff you get from Technical Ecstasy. And I know for a lot of fans that is not any recommendation, but I happen to like that album. I think you can see where I am here, can't you? And it sounds like, the chorus sounds like Ronnie James Dio is singing it. It sounds like their work with Ronnie James Dio. Now, Sick and Tired, you can forget. It's more of a blues pumper. It's all right. It's a bit of a pause. The title track, very radio rock. Very, very radio rock. And I like that. Shaking off the chains. Simple, sleek verse. Almost a grunge chorus. Bit of grungy stuff in there. And then it jogs about a bit as if to say, there's still life in me yet. And there is still life in this band on this album. I think the performances, I don't think they were inspired. I just think they're turned down a bit. But the songs, I think, I mean, there's been talk about a remix for years, hasn't there? Hasn't been one, I don't think. And they really should, because these songs need room to breathe and more girth and heft. Loser Gets It All, which is a Japan-only bonus track. Really good commercial riff, but a chorus, should I say, but hypnotic riffing really works. And this is an album that stands outside quite a lot of those later period Sabbath albums with, you know, I owe me keeping the whole thing going and with and with Tony Martin um, up front, those don't get a fair shake. And this one certainly doesn't. And I hope when people hear this, they might shake. They might shake me warmly by the throat, but if they'll listen to the album as well, I think it's a risk worth taking. Now, put that chair down and the gun and go and turn this album on. Ta-ta.